Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. This one is titled, Ben Falls, But a Dark Night Will Rise. Um, Obviously, you guys know what that means, so we shouldn't really have to do it you know, define that that much, but whatever, we'll get into that when we come across it. Anyway, let me introduce our amazing panelists for today's episode. Start with Dane. What's going on, Dane? Nothing much, man. Are, are you doing okay? Like, I've been worried about you. Haven't really been in the group chat. You know, you dealing with this whole Ben thing okay? <laughs> um, what's, what's funny is, Dane, the, the Ben thing was kind of like, okay, we all knew it was coming. It was that on top of the basketball news that I got that just completely spiraled my life. Um, so, And not to mention Patriots play tomorrow in the Super Bowl. So it's like I'm on edge on everything right now. So. <laughs> so life's a bit difficult right now, but I appreciate you asking. Gotcha. I am, I'm a lot better. I'm a lot better now than I was before. Um, Nick, what's going on, Nick? Uh, Nothing much. I actually just wrote an article for the website, gvnation.com, detailing why the Kristaps Porzingis trade was an amazing deal for New York. I love it. Um, I'm even, like, more over the moon about it than I was on our podcast the other night, on Thursday night, uh, when we did it. Um, but yeah, if, if you're uh, if you're a basketball fan, NBA fan, please uh, go check out the article and uh, drop a comment and let us know what you think. Absolutely, really, really, really good article. If you're a Knicks fan, even if you're not a Knicks fan and you're a basketball fan, make sure you check out that article. Uh, hey, Juwan. Yes. You know what? Uh, Nick just um, made me uh, also think that I should probably drop some information on stuff that we shared on Twitter involving the wrestling mm-hmm. community. Last night I was at a wrestling show in Atlanta called Hell or High Water. Um, saw a bunch of great matches, but I think the biggest uh, you know, bit of news that was dropped there is uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks showed up. Uh, so if you're a fan of wrestling, they uh, basically asked Pentagon and Phoenix to join them, and afterwards it was revealed um, from Chris Jericho and some other outlets that they actually signed with AEW. So there's some big signings for what could be the up-and-coming WCW company to rival WWE. So, um, yeah, smart plugs at the beginning of the show. Check it out on Twitter, and we have all that information and video footage of it. And listen to Wrestling Geeks Alliance so we can talk more about it on Wednesday at 7. Absolutely. That's huge news, man. Absolutely. That's huge, huge, huge news. Uh, Like you said, they have potential to be WCW. Uh, or the equivalent of what WCW was uh, going up against WWE. So that's huge news. And make sure you guys listen to Wrestling Geeks Alliance so Dane can break down all of that great stuff. Um, appreciate that, Dane and Nick. Appreciate that, guys. Um, now, Joel, sorry, but you now have to follow that up. So come up with something. <laughs> I, hate, I hate it. Why? I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. Hello. Hello is all I have. Wait. Wait, Joel, to be fair, Joel, you, we went to go see Death of Superman 
and saw a bunch of celebrity of people the there Superman. and got to meet them. Reign of Superman. Sorry. Of... Plug that, man. There you Plug go. that. Oh, yeah, we did. We went Monday to New York City to watch the Reign of the Superman New York City premiere, which is currently on DC Universe. Uh, it was quite good, and we got to run into a couple of celebrities there. Uh, I embarrassed myself in front of Jack McConnell. I mean, not Jack, <laughs> Jeremy McConnell. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> so, <yay>. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I met my the love of my life, my childhood crush, Rebecca mm-hmm. Romaine. So that was amazing. Specifically, um, <laughs> ran away from him several times. It was quite funny. Yes. She <laughs> she saw how I had those stalker eyes, and she avoided me at every point. So, you know, but whatever. Did, we she, met did she run from you? Did she run from you the way that um, uh, the, the wrestler ran away from Hornswoggle at the Royal Rumble? Zelina Vega? I'd say yes. I'd say yes, but I even make I, I it. I looked at it that way. I'd say she had the look of disdain that Joel usually has when he sees me. So if you guys can kind of picture that, it was somewhere so she in between scared. that. She just wanted to fight you. disappointment. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Pretty she's much. Tall. She squared up so on me like three times. She kind of looks like a wrestler compared, and, and Joanne looked like Hornswoggle compared to her. It was crazy. Yeah, it was pretty dope, man. It was pretty dope. I will have to say it was really cool to, to meet Are you a and, and get to see – well, yes, I am. Um, it was really cool to see the original Mystique in uh, in person, so that was super cool. Uh, we also met Tony Todd. We also met Tony Todd, so that was that was a pleasure. That oh hell yeah, pleasure. very nice. So but, and Chris Williams for like the third time. <laughs> yeah, Chris Williams again, man. It's always just great meeting that guy. Um, yeah, but all right. Let's um let's get into it, guys. We have a lot to break down here, so let's get right into it. Let's start with some trailer talk. Um, we had a teaser and an actual trailer. I want to start with the teaser because I don't think all of us really care about the actual trailer. Uh, so let's start with the teaser first. Uh, we got we got a really out of nowhere birds of the prey, uh, birds of prey. Sorry. Birds? Teaser. Stop. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know why I put the buzz there. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Joel. This is why I put you on mute. Anyway, um, that was so much fun. The teaser was great. We got a, our first look at Harley, Huntress, uh, Black Canary, Renee Montoya. Um, God, what's his name? The, the guy with all the tattoos. Uh, Black Mask. Also, um, Zaz. Victor Zaz. Zaz. Thank you, Zaz. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think if I'm leaving out anyone. I think that was pretty much everyone that we got in the quick teaser. Um, it, it, it was, it was nothing much. So like, if you missed it, you didn't miss like a costume reveal. I think a lot of the looks that you saw from the teaser aren't final looks. Uh, those looks might not even be something that they rely heavily on within the movie. I think that was just to let everyone know, excuse me, that filming has started. Um, I will say this. With all the faults that we could say DC has, if they start this trend, uh, if they continue, I'm sorry, this trend going forward, I like that they did it with Joker, uh, where they gave us that teaser that ended with him in the clown face, and now with Birds of Prey. If they continue this, it's a really good way to start conversation, whether it's good or bad, because if they wait, the conversation is still going to be there. Um, for people to get a feel of what you're going to be bringing them from these movies. So I say continue to do it. I mean, it's harmless. It's a few seconds. You're not really showing or divulging anything. Um, And it kind of builds that hype train for people that are actually excited to see these movies. So I am a fan of that. Continue that, DC. I think that's a really good thing for you. 
Um, but I want to go first to Dane. I want to hear from you first, Dane. Uh, after you saw that Birds of Prey teaser, what kind of were like your feelings about this movie? Like, were they the same that they were before you saw it? Or was this more like, you know what, I kind of got a good feel of, of where they're kind of going with the idea of this movie? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, here's the thing. Okay, it was a very short-shotted thing. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the breakdown of the pictures because I would have had no way in hell of figuring out who the hell was who without that. Um, I just, I, I, I think, all right, I, I, think, I think it's going to be good, and I'm glad that they're giving us a little bit of information here and there beforehand, behind-the-scenes stuff, a little shotted vignette, if you will. Uh, but if you, it like, if I didn't know who Margot Robbie was and that was on TV, I could see that being a new like show on CW coming out about fashion industry or some shit like that. I didn't really know what the <laughs> fuck was going on in it. Um, so it's whatever. Some of the costume choices are a bit bizarre, especially Harley's, but if they give us good reason or if they just make it into a story for, you know, that's fine. But um it didn't really – I'm already excited about this. I'm glad to get a first look, but like I said, yeah. It, fashion coming soon on CW on Tuesday night after <laughs> Gilmore Girls rerun. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I do want to ask you, Dane, uh, <clears throat> I didn't know if you noticed it with the close-up shot of Harley, um, but she had a dog – not a dog chain, but a, a chain that said Bruce on it. Uh, did, did you Did you catch that at all? I believe I did. Uh, yeah, I, I heard someone mention that. I'm I'm kind of curious on what that means. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Maybe it's uh, the 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 designer that um, maybe it's like Bruce for for women, or I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking the idea of I was thinking that it probably has nothing to do with the movie. That it was more of them just kind of being meta in the sense of like. Oh well, Harley kind of like has this thing for Bruce Wayne. I don't necessarily think it'll come into fruition within the story. I just think it was something that was really funny uh, to to kind of see her having that because I mean they didn't kind of make it to where you could easily see it. So it wasn't one of those things to where they were throwing at you. You had to have either paused it at the right moment or someone grabbed a um, a screen grab of it for you to even notice it. Because um, I saw the teaser like. 10 times and I didn't notice that till Kanan had posted the screen grab of, of the, the chain. But um, I thought it was just kind of like yeah. something kind of like tongue in cheek. I will say that, um, hey, you know, and, and take this for what it is guys, everyone out there, you know, uh, John Campy was talking about this whole thing. We'll go into with Ben Affleck and a, a little bit later. Um, I'm not going to say that we're going to see Ben Affleck in this, but Ben Affleck technically does have one more movie on his contract. Now, it could be like Hugo Weaving, where, just like with Red Skull, he never plays it again, because they're not going to make force him to do it. But technically, if they told him to show up and do a scene in this with Harley as a last Ben Affleck's thing, it's technically possible. I just wouldn't count on it, but since you mentioned the Bruce thing, I thought I would bring that up. Fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I get completely where you and Campy are coming from. It, it's completely possible. I mean, he's I don't want to say obligated, but he does have one I don't more want appearance. It, so. uh, I, I was just about to say that. I do not want it. If you're telling me we mm-hmm. have to wait to see our new Batman till the Batman solo, let's just hold off on that. You can mention Bruce Wayne, talk about Bruce Wayne or Batman. We do not need to see him, like, whatsoever. Um, so Plus, I would Warner not Brothers be a fan probably, of that. Warner Brothers probably wants to keep, like, in, in good 
a good relationship with Ben Affleck. I mean, he he hasn't exactly been a problem for them before this Batman uh, thing, um, and and you know they've had a pretty good working relationship for a while. Um, so I mean, I I don't see why you would force him to do something he money, doesn't money, want money, to money. do. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you at all. You're about to ask uh ask something though, Nick. I, I didn't wanna uh continue without Oh without, yeah. Well uh, I was just gonna yeah. I was just gonna ask you to define screen grab. Like what the fuck? What's a screen grab? Oh, so, you mean okay. screenshot? So, yeah. Well I say screen grab because a, a lot spill? of people can No, a lot of people can grab like I still haven't found out how to do it, but some people will they'll watch a trailer on YouTube and completely grab it grab the video from, from YouTube without any of the, the attachments or anything like that and post it as if they had gotten the video sent to them. So a lot of people call it a screen grab, where you're able to just grab huh. it right off the, the screen. Huh. Um, okay. So, yeah. See, yeah. see and here I just I thought you were like, things. you were confusing terminology. I didn't even know what a screen grab was. Learning <laughs> shit. Hey, there you go, Geek Vibes Nation. Hopefully some of you are learning with me. <laughs> well, I will say I'm I'm the worst teacher, so don't, don't like don't hold me to that definition. But yeah, you're a sure, teacher. That, that works. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, I am the future of the youth. Anyway, uh, let's move on. <laughs> Nick, I will go to you. I will go to you, Nick. Uh, your thoughts of the birds of prey, not birds of the prey, birds of prey <laughs> teaser that we got. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, I, I, I thought I actually like the costumes a lot. I mean, I think you don't really need a super like explanation for anything like Harley, Harley Quinn is wearing. I mean, she's a little fucked up in the head. So, um, it was cool to see like the, the little shot of her with her mallet. Um, that's a nice little Easter egg, uh, for, for us Harley Quinn fans. Um, so that, you know, I enjoyed that. I also thought, like, uh, one of the cool little things was, um, oh, shit, I just lost her name. What's the little girl's name? Cassandra Kane. Um, mm-hmm. Her her cast, like, like it, it looks like everybody, like all of the other people um, in in the Birds of Prey had kind of signed the cast, or um, or she decorated it with influence from them. Um, so that's a that's a cool little. Um, like little Easter egg to to kind of flirt with uh, if you're the if you're the movie maker. So I thought that was that was kind of intriguing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see the movie. Um, I mean, I, I think this kind of uh, the way they're kind of hodgepodging this together, and I don't use that in, in a, a derogatory sense, but like the the way that this movie looks like it's going to be playing out, you have. Like, all the elements. You have Harley Quinn, who we already all love. Um, Suicide Squad, <laughs> you know, we we may not love, but we loved Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. Um, so, like, th- that's a good selling point. Um, then you got, like, this, this like, alcoholic, you know, um, hard-ass, you know, either police officer or former police officer or, you know, what have you, and uh, R- Renee Montoya. Um, and then you have, you know, uh, this, this vigilante, uh, and, and, and then black canary, which kind of probably seems, it, well, Huntress being the, the vigilante and, and then black canary also like to throw into the mix. So you have this like hodgepodge of characters and then they're, you know, going about, um, 
is seemingly their mission is to protect this foul-mouthed little girl. Um, if if you like, look at what what all is written on the cast. It kind of seems like that's how they're going to play it. Um, that sounds great. That sounds like a lot of fun. Like if nothing else, it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. So if they can deliver, you know, essentially what Aquaman was able to deliver, um, it doesn't have to be a like landmark achievement in filmmaking. Just make it be fun. Um, you know, make the characters all enjoyable. Um, and you know, it's, I, I think it's going to be, I'm really excited, uh, to, to, to see it. And I, I thought there was, um, nothing huge in here. And I agree with, um, both, uh, you, Juwan and Dane, like it's, it was impossible to like see everything that was going down. If you didn't go watch like a breakdown of it, um, because everything just like flies up there so fast. Um, but I did get a chance to watch a little breakdown of it. Um, and so that's, you know, um, that's what the internet is for and that's why it is forever undefeated. And, uh, hmm. so yeah, I mean, I, 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 after having watched that, um, it, it kind of made me be like, all right, cool. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like when, when if you're Warner brothers, you know, and, you know, essentially run Whoa. with them and break them all down and, and, and delve into, you know, what every little Easter egg and nuance means. Um, and so you, you can just throw up something that's like, boom, 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 crazy footage real quick. And when you watch it, you know, at first you're just like, man, whatever. Um, but when you, you know, have a chance to like see each little image broken down and talked about, um, it's like, ah, cool like that's cool like and you kind of nerd out uh you know a little bit on it and uh yeah so i enjoyed it yeah i mean i i will say and it's funny because joel told me to stop being uh juan uh pretty much but um one of the things that bothered <laughs> me was how small her mallet was um like i didn't need it to be freakishly yeah. big but the, the joke of the right right pretty much but the joke of the mallet in the comic was that she was so small and the mallet was so big um, and she had to tote around this huge ass mallet. So when I saw it in the teaser and it was so small, I was just like, I kind of would have preferred if you just went without the mallet. Like I was cool with the baseball bat that she had in the first one. Like I didn't, I didn't get the need of, of showing that small mallet. It's so small. Um, <laughs> and as you said, as you said before, um, like a with, croquet with her, mallet. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, this is so weird. Um, but I mean, it, it, it does it does seem like this movie is going for a more fun approach. Um, Suicide Squad looked like it was trying to be dark with dark humor. Um, and this just looks like it's going to be fun. Um, it, that's what it looks like. Now, it could, it could be completely different. But from what you've seen of the um, some of the uh, the set photos and stuff like that, Harley's smiling and like all of them. It seems brighter. Um, it just looks like it's it's gonna be fun. Uh, they did have a rumor uh, in one of the the uh, the set photos that she might be buying her pet hyenas uh, that she had in one of the. I think it was the new fifty two yeah. one. Yeah. So she might be buying her hyenas. Yeah, oh, she series. did have it in the yep. cartoon. Um, so that's going to be really fun to see how, how that all works out. The idea of Harley having these maniacal uh, uh, hyenas as pets is going to be hilarious. Um, I will say the only thing that really that really seriously bothered me from this teaser, like really kind of put me off a little bit, was seeing you and McGregor smile. I was just like, I kind of didn't want to see you smile. What are, what are you smiling for? Like, 
that's that's not black mask. Don't smile. Just have a serious look on your face. Um, well, maybe, that just maybe this like, is black mask before he really becomes black mask. Well, to be fair, maybe. to be fair, I don't recall many times, many, many sightings of him without the mask. So that I'll speak on, on yeah. the side of ignorance then. That's what I'll say. So I've never seen him without the mask. So and he's always been super serious. So hey, the idea black of him Canary's smiling blonde. is just weird. And Black Canary's Barn, absolutely, Dane. That was I know something that uh, you and Joel were um, were looking to see that they were gonna stay true to rather than like a was wig she doing or... cocaine? What the hell was that that she was snorting in her nose or whatever? No, <laughs> at, at, you know what? Time out. I'm gonna pass it to Joel because Joel actually told me exactly what that was. Um, so Joel, kind of break down to Dane what what was going on in her hand. And then kind of give me your thoughts on the prey teaser. No, it was, uh, yes, I was really excited to just find out that she was blonde. So that was important to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's holding a golden microphone, it looks like, in her hand. You can see the cord coming out of it. Um, so that was a cool shot. That was one of my favorite stills oh. from the trailer. That, yeah, if you look at it, it's, it's a golden microphone. Um it was the one shot that I think I liked the most because I think I was the most excited to see what they were going to do with Black Canary. Huntress, too. I was excited to see uh, Mary Elizabeth Winslet as, as uh, Huntress. And the car, there's a couple shots in there with her with a hood, her with a, her crossbow. And then there was, like, the shot in the beginning with, like, it looked like a trench coat with the, the, with the crossbow. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so we've seen different looks of them. Like, we didn't get any clear shots. A, little, a lot of it looks like, uh, uh, like, behind the scenes type of like like costume test type of video. That's what it looked like. Even though we have seen um the Harley in the teaser, we've seen a lot of behind the scenes shots with that exact costume with the fucking look like she's wearing pom poms on her arm. So yeah, we've seen a lot of that recently, especially today with her walking around with that same suit. So I guess we'll see something close to that teaser in the movie too. But it looks like Harley's gonna be in more than one suit, so I wouldn't be too worried about all the weird sh- uh, costumes she has, because she'll probably go through a couple of them throughout the movie. But yeah, I I, I liked it. I, I, was, I remember watching it, and I just was excited to see what they would look like. That's all I really worried about. Well, how are they going to look? How are they going to present it? I like the girls more so than the guys, even though I was okay with the look for Zaz. I do hope to, you know, in the movie we do get a, a glimpse of his scars or, or what his, you know, his marking. And of course, black masks should wear a fucking black mask. So I, I hope we don't ever see his face again, in my opinion. But, you know, if they have a good story <laughs> for it, I'll be okay with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, we got a little glimpse of Cassandra King with, like, a cast on. That was cool. And, yeah, I mean, they didn't give us much. Renee Montoya, like, she was drinking alcohol and had some type of baton. I think she had a nightstick with her or whatever. That was cool, too. But, um, yeah, they, they didn't give us much. <laughs> but what I did see, I liked. So I just can't wait to see more of it. So I'm like – enjoying watching all the behind the scenes pictures, you know, hoping you know, we get more glimpses of what they will see, um, for the most I mean, for the big bigger part of that movie. Yeah, I think with this teaser it guarantees we'll get a full trailer, um, at San Diego Comic Con. Uh well, yeah. I just I, I I don't see any reality that D C skips out on San Diego Comic Con, um, or at least giving us the trailer by then. Uh it's it's February and they're filming and we're talking July so by then majority if not all of the movies should have been done shooting um so I mean we should definitely have a trailer by then and we could have a better look on uh or a better feel on exactly what to what to expect from it 
Um, I will say seeing Winslet, I think is her name, Mary, right? Uh, or, or my yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winslet. Okay. Yeah. From from the look that I saw of her as Huntress, I was telling Joelle when we were heading to New York. All I kept saying was like, man, she really she really would have been perfect as Domino. Not that I had anything any issues with with Zazie Beats as, as Domino, but when you look at it, it's just like I kind of just felt like she just looks like Domino more than she does Huntress, and it's like it it was so weird to me, but. Um, I am excited for, for what this is gonna what this is gonna be. If the rumors are true, this is supposed to be the first of a trilogy um with these characters. So seeing how all that starts to play out or seeing how this movie ends is gonna be something I'm really looking forward to. Will it end with the end credit scene that sets up whatever comes after it? Um that's gonna be a lot of fun. And I do really wanna know um if someone could ever get like the director of this or someone down or even um, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie herself. I want to know, will we ever see Harley Quinn interact with Batman again? Um, because we saw it so little, like so little in Suicide Squad. Um, I'm just curious, will we ever see these characters interact with Batman whatsoever? So that's going to be fun to see. But that's, again, why it's huge that you get a Batman who wants to be here for the long haul. So those possibilities are more open. Um, but does anyone else have anything to add for Birds of Prey before we move on? Nope. No. All right, I really like the silence. I'll take that. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on uh, to the trailer that we got, which was for Hobbs and Shaw, the movie with The Rock, Idris Elba, and Jason Statham, the spinoff from the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, Dane, I want to start with you because I want to ask oh, you a two-sided question um, because I know you don't really necessarily care that much for this franchise as a whole, but I wanted to ask you something that I heard someone mention before. Besides this, this whole trailer and everything, I'm going to ask you your thoughts on the trailer, obviously, but if Fast and Furious 9 does not have The Rock in it, do you think that franchise could still crack a billion in the box office? Um, well... Man, that's a that's a good question, Juwan, because I mean that makes a lot of sense to think that The Rock obviously has has brought that franchise so much money uh within it. But then again, Vin Diesel has become a, a pretty big star and he's a huge part of that franchise. The franchise usually does well regardless. Uh it's definitely going to be a, a decrease, uh, but it can it make a billion? I don't know. The thing is, with even if, if The Rock was still in the films eventually franchises start getting stale. Uh, somehow the MCU, probably because they break everything thing up, you know, it, it's different for them. But most of the time, look at Pirates of the Caribbean, for instance. Now, they're still making movies, but, you know, it just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a weird situation when it definitely comes to that. So um, I don't know if I answered your question on that one, but... Well, no, I mean, honestly, it. no, no, no. Honestly, you, you, you kind of did because... The, the main reason why I wanted to ask you specifically was because I feel as though these movies started becoming something bigger once The Rock showed up because it got completely away from racing and it became like an adventure. Um, and it kind of just opened up this whole new world for the Fast and Furious franchise that they've now been thriving off of. Um, and obviously I'm not going to say it was purely because of The Rock because, I mean, you have, to, you have to cater to the director for wanting to bring them in, the writers and stuff, but I think The Rock is box office, box office enough to where people go, 
man, I really didn't have any interest in Fast and Furious, but The Rock in it. I'm curious, you know? And then from there, it's kind of like, all right, well, now I'm interested now. So, I mean, I'm assuming with Hobbs and Shaw coming out this year and Fast and Furious 9 coming out next year, I don't think The Rock is going to be in it. Now, I'm not saying he's going to die or anything in Hobbs and Shaw. I'm just saying I do not think you need to have The Rock in both. Uh, if you're going to do a spinoff, oh, sorry, guys. If you're going to do a spinoff, what the hell? If you're going to do a spinoff, sorry. Um, what is going on? Are you getting idea, attacked by a, a, some dog or something? I don't know what it was, man. I don't know what it was. Um, but the idea is, sorry, if you're going to have a spinoff, I kind of want them to live within their own world and occasionally pop in to the main the main story. So it's like I want these spinoffs to be self-contained. Um but, yeah, I wanted to kind of ask you that because I didn't really think you were that interested in the Hobbs and Shaw movie. So I did want to ask you something that I, I thought you could have maybe think he's interested a little bit more. Yeah, well, actually, I, I was trying to find that post that I put on our page. I don't think he's interested in working with Vin Diesel, especially Tyrese. I think that there's serious issues with them. Um, I've heard podcasters recently in talking about this. You know, say that they that that's still an ongoing issue. They were just able to sweep it under the rug. But like to break this down, before I go into what I thought about the trailer, listen to how much these movies made progressively. The first Fast and Furious, two hundred seven million, was the the overall box office. Fast two, two hundred thirty six. Fast three, one hundred fifty eight. Fast four, three hundred sixty three. The Rock comes in for the fifth one. That makes six hundred twenty six million more so than all the other ones. Then seven, uh, six made um, $788 million. and then Fast 7 made $1.5 billion, and Fast 8 made $1.2 billion. So, yeah, they're going to take Fast, a hit if uh, I think they Fast lose seven caught a bump. I think Fast 7 caught a bump, too, because of all the Paul Walker, like, how are they going to end this That's and true. all that. But, but, I mean, and Fast still, 8 came off figure- of Fast 7, so. Right, but still, your figures are undeniable. I mean, The Rock has definitely meant a lot to that franchise. So, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Um, but either way, when it comes to Hobbs and Shaw in this trailer, uh, just my thoughts on it, uh, I really love action, and I've, I really love Jason Statham in The Rock. Um, and I actually am, I do want to see this, especially because of Idris Elba being in there. There's a lot of factors. I'm happy that Roman Reigns got a part in it because he's dealing with leukemia. He's can't wrestle he's rock's cousin and i heard that the rock wants uh, apparently jason momoa to play one of his brothers in it or something like that or maybe in like a, <laughs> a future one is, uh, yeah. is jason momoa and roman reigns going to be twin brothers is what i'm wondering since they look exactly the fuck alike but um no the trailer itself that just the physics man i am not someone that that i can suspend disbelief but when you you're telling me that you can kind of like make a car move underneath the friggin' um, tractor trailer like that, or do a corkscrew in the air deflecting bullets, stuff like that. I'm just like, but it looks fun. It looks funny, and I like the cast. So I doubt I'm going to go see (laughs) it in theaters unless it gets rave reviews, but it's it's like Michael Bay times a thousand action style. Yeah. It looks like at least. Well, and here's the thing. Let me me jump in here, Juwan, please. Um, Here's the thing, like, and, and this is kind of what I was thinking the whole time watching this trailer um, was Jason Statham like had like a I don't want to say a rant but he had like a, a, a statement that kind of went viral um, amongst the comic book community maybe two or three years ago where he was talking shit about comic book movies and it's like dude you're making a comic book movie 
essentially you've got a, 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 a superpower villain that you have to team up with the rock to take down. Um, you're doing all kinds of fucking crazy shit. Like this is a, this is a superhero movie essentially. Um, that's supposed to kind of be set in the real world with guys who don't have superpowers. Um, like you can say what you want about like, you know, your, your Taylor Sheridan's of the world, um, he, he wrote Sicario, Hell or High Water, Wind River, the Sicario sequel. You know, he's not a huge fan of, of comic book movies. There's been some other guys who have said some stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, we've reacted to that accordingly, you know, as it's happened. Um, but, like, Statham is, like, such a fucking hypocrite, man. Like, how are you going to talk shit about uh, comic book movies and then, you know, go make essentially a superhero movie? Like, you're full of shit. Um, but... Um, you know, that aside, um, I, I mean, I, I, it, it looks entertaining. Uh, it looks probably maybe slightly more entertaining than your typical Fast and Furious movie. I still hate the title. I still hate Fast, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. To me, it's like the same thing as like, um, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, it's like, we have to get Fast and Furious in there. We have to get Star Wars in there. And it's like... I mean, just just call it Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw with with a colon there, like or like presents that, or just call it a Hobbs and Shaw. Like you don't need the Fast and Furious name; everyone knows. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm with Dane. I'm not gonna go see it, even if it gets rave reviews. I'm still not gonna go see it in theaters. If it gets rave reviews, I might rent it. If it doesn't get rave reviews, I'll watch it when it drops on HBO. Like, I mean, that's, that's that's pretty much where I sit with anything Fast and Furious. Um, and just real quick to answer your initial question, and I thought it was uh, Juan, and I thought it was interesting that um, uh, I did not know the little bit that Dane dropped that uh, The Rock wants Jason Momoa. Like I said this maybe two, three weeks ago when we were talking about um, the Fast and Furious franchise. Like they need to get Jason Momoa. <laughs> like that's how you still make a billion dollars without The Rock, as you get Jason Momoa in that group um, to kind of replace The Rock um, is, is more what I was thinking in the Fast and Furious um, uh, like uh, saga, if you will, with with Vin and all those other guys. Um, I think that's you need another name like that to kind of um, elevate things and to you know um, bring in new audience members, um, and that's and that's kind of how you keep it fresh. Um, Dane mentioned that you always have um, franchise fatigue, um, and inevitably it sets in. And I think the biggest reason that Marvel has been able to um, withstand that is because of the addition of new characters, new actors, and to continually progress. Um, a, 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 an overarching narrative um, while bringing in new fans via these new characters and actors. And that's what Fast and Furious has to do if they want to maintain this success. And I think Momoa would be my like number one guy. Like if I'm Vin Diesel right now, I'm like, God damn it, Rock. No, we want Momoa. You, you keep Jason Statham. We want Momoa. Like that's our guy. Like don't, don't, don't be coming after our guy like that. Um, and, Why they won't you know, get rid of me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's definitely the kind of move that they need to make. Um I think Cena could be another one. Um but I think Momoa, I mean with the success of Aquaman, like that's that's the guy you really want. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as what you were saying about Jason Statham, I don't want to hear anyone who makes a movie like The Meg tell me about superhero movies. I, I just, right. I, I, I can't you. take you serious. Yeah. Um, because it's like any issue you have about superhero movies, again, we can say it was because of the check. I heavily believe it was because of the check. But you made a movie <laughs> called The Meg, and that was easily the worst hour and some change I've ever spent in my life. <laughs> um, so I, I don't ever want to hear you talk about that. And yeah, it looks like Makes me so Elba mad. Is, it looks like Idris Elba is is Superman in this movie. Like it, it was right. it was hard to watch. It was just like, all right, what, what are you guys doing here, man? Like, I mean, he could not have any super suit or something, and you still try to stop him. I guess they were trying to figure out a way to where it was like, all right, Idris Elba is a pretty big guy, but like the Rock is huge. So how can we make it to where like if they're fighting, you know, Idris Elba has the edge? And I'm like. Better writing could have really done that, but sure, okay, I'll go with Super Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I'll go with Super Thank you sure. for that, Joel. Uh, <laughs> sure, that, that's fine. Um, but I did like the point that you made of Cena. I would love to see John Cena in this. I would love to see other guys um, who are bigger in other arenas come in and join Fast and Furious. Honestly, what I'm saying is Fast and Furious seems like it's becoming with the expendable I'd love to see him do other movies instead. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that, Dane. But if these movies are going to continue, I, I'd like to see John Cena in it. I mean, like I said, I'm not gonna lie and tell you guys I'm I haven't watched the past the the last few Fast and Furious. Um, it depends. I might see this in in theaters. It, it, it depends. I'm not gonna say yes. I'm not gonna say no. Um, again, I saw the last Triple X in theaters, so I can't tell <laughs> you guys that I won't see this in theaters. Um, I made it halfway yeah. through seven on HBO on demand, and just and just turned it off. Like I was just like I don't care. <laughs> and the only reason Fair I was enough. watching it was the Paul Walker factor. Like I wanted to like see how they left it and all of that. You know, like I was intrigued about that, and I was like, all right, this will be the last one I watch. You know, because I watched five and I really enjoyed it, and then I watched six and I was like, oh, this is not as good as five. And then I got halfway through seven and was just like, oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm gonna be I don't need to watch any more of these fucking movies. I'm being completely honest with you guys. I'll never try to sell somebody on these movies. I just personally <laughs> uh, have found myself becoming invested in them, uh, kind of like I'm weirdly invested in the Triple X movies now. So, but whatever. <laughs> Um, like Wait, what's, what triple X movies uh, are you talking about? The one with Vin Diesel. And the one with, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I thought I you were talking about uh, I, I yep. thought you meant which one, because they were like two different, whatever. Anyway. Uh, the one that yeah. doesn't have Ice Cube, Dane. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this before I pass it to you, Joel. It's a really weird direction to go in, but I think them doing this, this movie as a spinoff kind of lets you know that there's obviously issues between Vin Diesel and The Rock, and I think this is their way of continuing it, uh, but now you're making money purely off The Rock and money purely off Vin Diesel, with the two of them never really having to, to interact ever again. Uh, so I think this is smart. Uh, for whatever company is, is behind uh, this franchise, because uh, it's your way of saying, you guys don't like each other? Cool, but I still kind of like to make money off of you. So, Rock, here's your movie. Vin Diesel, here's your movie. And then soon we'll have a female movie. So it's like they'll never die, unfortunately. These movies will continue forever, it seems. Uh, but, Joel, what are your thoughts on this Man of Steel reboot? I mean, sorry, Hobbs and Shaw movie uh, with Idris Elba as Superman, which is weird. But what are your thoughts on the Hobbs and Shaw trailer? 
Well, all right. So I thought I was alone on, on my feelings towards this trailer when I watched it. And I see a lot of people enjoyed the trailer. I'm not going to take any of that. I don't want to take that away from anybody. Um, and I, I didn't dislike the trailer. I just was a little, I kind of was left with this kind of looks silly. <laughs> like, and, I, and I love superhero <laughs> movies. And I'm calling this movie silly. I'm like, I, I actually like the Fast and Furious franchise for the most part. I mean, I, maybe like one of them I dislike more than the rest of them. Uh, and it's just unnecessarily kept going. And I've, I've stayed with it. <laughs> so I understand that it's ridiculous that there's, there's even more movies of this. Um, when they announced that there was a Hobbs and Shaw movie, I was cool because I really enjoyed. They were probably my favorite part of the last movie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and I've always liked the idea of bringing in the Rock to this franchise. I think he had he reinvigorated it. You know, he really did. Uh, he definitely made it more enjoyable. I really liked it before. I really liked it when he joined. Uh, and it definitely became a different type of movie. They became action adventure movies. And this movie sounded cool. I see the trailer and then. Some weird shit with Idris Elba's spine giving him powers and some bullshit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what? The... Okay, and then we kept going, and it was just... It didn't even seem like Hobbs felt like the same character from the old movies. It was just weird. And then, like, I I, I want respect. Like, what happened to Han? Didn't he kill Han? Are we just going to let that go? That never happened? I guess because that wasn't Hobbs' friend, so it didn't matter, but... But still, like, <laughs> like they killed Han. <laughs> like he killed Han. Um, uh, it is what it is. Uh, the trailer was. It thought it was a silly. Uh, it was. It, I guess I expected a little bit, maybe a little bit more of a serious tone to it, and it was. It just went full fucking crazy, and I was like, okay, I know what to expect now going in. I didn't love the trailer, uh, but it, it was. I guess it was a fun trailer, and I, I guess that seems to be the you know running word, you know, the description for it. Everyone thought it was an enjoyable trailer in terms of like the action looks great and stuff, but I don't know. I was a little disappointed because it just looked. It just looks. I don't say this a lot, but it looks silly. It just it really did. It just looks really silly. I I did like the little elevator scene and the little like final funny, little yeah, yeah, yeah the final funny. little the final little thing at the end too is like you know what you just had to say something. He was like, I don't know. It seemed like a pretty badass thing to say at the time. Like, <laughs> I, like, I, like I, I did enjoy parts like, of the trailer. Like I, I definitely, right, right. cause I feel like all of us have been shitting on the trailer except for you, Joel. Um, like, but even you're like, eh, it seems silly. And it does. You're absolutely right. But there are parts of it that it like, I could see right. having a lot of mass appeal. Um, and so I think, I think they'll probably blend enough, like, super over-the-top crazy action, humor, and everything. They're going to make a lot of money with this movie. Um, I will say... I'm just not going to go see it. (laughs) I will say, Screen Junkies, maybe a year or two ago, were saying, like, they were pitching, like, whatever they thought the next Fast and Furious movie would be. And someone was pitching the idea of, like, they had to travel to, like, the center of the earth, and then someone else was like, they're going to travel to the moon. And I always thought, like, you guys are, like, ridiculous. Like, you're dumb. Like, they're never going to do something like that. I kind of feel like that's possible in, like, two years from now. Like, those movies might do something completely absurd to where, like, cars can go to outer space. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like the, fran- the franchise isn't that far from oh, um, God. With Aegis Elba having superpowers now, it seems like these movies aren't that far from either fully developing superpowers or, like, going to outer space or something. So, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll go back and no, time I, next. Like, it's, it's crazy. No, I 
I agree with you, and I actually like. I remember that it was a. Um, what's the segment they do? Is it like their pitch segment where two people yeah. pitch different ideas and there's like a judge? Uh, yeah, like that. Like I remember that particular video, and I would not have remembered it had you not just brought it up. But yeah, I, I remember there was like there it was like they go to Mars or the moon or something like that and they have to like fucking drive cars on the fucking moon and, and like, you know, the, the the lack of gravity gives them all this fucking advantage and, and you know, somehow like fucking Vin Diesel's like, yeah, like I, I I know like the gravity quotient on the moon, so I can do super crazy shit now. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> yeah. Like Because Dom would know science based are, on the fucking they are moon. Slowly, they are slowly inching their way to that, yes. Yes. They're yeah. not far from it. I think that if 20, 2023 uh, comes and they're still making these fast movies, they'll be in space. But uh, let's just move on. Uh, One last thing. Uh, One last thing. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, <laughs> all right, the box oh, is smelling all right. Smelling what the rock is is cooking. <laughs> um, yeah. Just help it better than than skyscraper. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, we got some some DC news. Uh, a lot of it to break down. Uh, let's Good start one. with. Oh, excuse me. Let's start with the Matt Reeves confirmed some rumors. So, a few rumors. Joel, correct me as I go, please. Um, uh, one yeah. of the rumors that we got from Matt Reeves is that we will be, or he will be exploring the road gallery of Batman. So I hope that means we see characters we haven't. Um, I don't need to see more of what we already have. Give us completely new. Um, We also know that he's looking for a release date of June 25th, 2021. Uh, Just the idea of 2021. God, sounds so crazy. Anyway, um, what other rumors did, did he have, Joel, um, that he specifically said before we get into the actual Batman uh, rumors for the casting? No. Um, well, basically what you just mentioned, like, uh, he, he basically was saying that, like, it's a, he's getting ready to start. He want, like He's looking for – he didn't say initially what date. That came later on that, that same day, like, the official date. The day he was – he said around 2021, and that's kind of what they – uh, officially announced uh, a, a couple hours later uh, on uh, like the, the 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 trade report on this will be June whatever it was in 2021. So summer he was right he was around that time. That's what he's looking to hit. That's his that's his goal. Um, the Rogues Gallery thing. You mentioned the Rogues Gallery. Like we've been hearing a while that Penguin would be in the movie and be a villain, but not the main villain or just one villain. We've heard that there might be more than one. Um, and I think he pretty much nailed that. Yeah, we're gonna probably get more than just one villain, uh, and Penguin might be one of them, but it won't be just him as the like in the past. You have this one hero, one villain. Let's say the Rogue Gallery in general, we may get some type of long Halloween-ish type of story going on there with, with multiple villains. We don't know how it's gonna play out. We just know he also uh, confirmed that it's going to be a detective story. It's gonna be a noir-ish, a Batman something. It's gonna be more of the focus of the movie than in the past. Like, we've gotten little bits of it in the past, like in the original Batman and in the Dark Knight series, but we never got, a, like, a lot of it. It was just a small portion of the movie. Looks like the noir detective story will play a bigger part of this version of Batman. He kind of confirmed it in his talks with the THR. Um, 
and that was that was really it. He didn't give us much. He said like the title of the movie. He's right. They're currently calling it the Batman, but as of right now, it's not official. But that's what they're currently calling it. It could stay that way. It could also not be that at the end. But as of right now, it's called the Batman, and that was really it. They didn't get much else from him. Uh, he just basically confirmed what we've already heard. He didn't give us much new information. Yeah, I, I the biggest thing that I took from what he said was was when he was kind of going into the the idea of we've never really seen a detective Batman. And that's the right. biggest thing of Batman is that he's the world's greatest detective. Um, so as right. he said that, because I remember your post, I was just screaming like, preach, yes, this is what we've been waiting for, like detective Batman. It seemed as though that's what they were looking to do with Ben's Batman, but we never actually got to see that like flesh out. Um, I just kind of want a Batman who's not heavily reliant on his friends. Um, and I, the reason why I say is I think the CW has, like, polluted me of the idea of that. Like, everyone is so dependent on their team, it kind of takes away from them being their own individual person. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of do want to see a movie where it focuses on Bruce being a detective. Like, you figure it out. Like, I don't want you to go, Alfred, what do you think? And then Alfred solves it. Like, no. Like, I also don't want Lucius to be the one solving it. I want you to do it. So the idea of them bringing in his rogue gallery, him having to do some detective work, it all sets up for a great movie. Um, I also do like the idea of it being called The Batman. I, I hope they stick with it. Um, you know, uh, it just, it, it's perfect. And it kind of screams, it, it kind of, like, it, it pops to me. Like the idea of the trailer hitting and then it ending with, like, kind of like flickering of, of the lights and then, like, bats fly out and then it's The Batman. I love it, and mm-hmm. I hope they do stick with it. Um, but let me go first to you, Dane. Um, what are your thoughts on the news that Matt Reeves kind of came out, confirmed, the, you know, with the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Rogue Gallery, the date, the possible title, uh, and just the kind of feel of what he's looking to do with uh, with the Batman? <sighs> um. God, I don't even know where to start with all this, but um, we got some information, right? I mean, I just don't think that we got too much. It's kind of unconfirmed, sort of, uh, you know, a lot of it at least. I'm glad that we got the date. Now, if it stays on that date, that's the question, or if it gets moved. We don't have a production yet started. We don't have a cast yet started, so there's a lot of what-ifs that go within it. Um I mean, I love the idea of a tech, the detective story. I like the idea of showing off the rogues gallery. They don't have to be main villains to be in the film. They can just be characters within the film. Um, right. I've always said that. There, a detective movie would be great. I don't think that stylistically completely do like Sin City, but like the way that movie kind of does it, like you know the inner monologues and stuff like that. Uh, it's funny because Zack Snyder, it, it, the Watchmen, you know, is another good example, and he did that. Um, but something on those lines. It's going to be very noir. That's what I want. Don't worry about the world outside of you. This is about Batman. Um, good actor. I know that he has elements that he wants to bring uh, that he said in the past of um, year one. Uh, but I don't know if he's going really that early back or just bringing elements. Some of the stuff that I hear from this uh, reminds me of The Long Halloween, which is one of my favorite. Jeff Loeb, uh, Tim Sale. Uh, Batman stories. Also, Hush, too, yes, is another inevitable yes. um, 
character that can be a villain that's new to the audience that no one knows. They can tell that story. Maybe a sequel would be better for that so they can establish stuff now. But then the other villains are in there, but they're not really the main villain of, of the film. And it's a detective story. So detective story is, is key with this. Um, I, I think they should call it the Batman. I don't know why the fuck we call it anything else. That's just whatever. So working title is fine. I'm more the information that we'll talk about with the uh, the actors and the age range is kind of like a little bit throwing me off because I don't mind 30s, uh, you know, but 20s is kind of I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. But maybe that's just me, and we'll talk more about that in a second. Yeah, I definitely want to get into that uh, with you, Dane, um, after we we wrap this up. uh, Because it kind of threw me off, too. It was just weird because, again, none of this came from Matt Reeves' mouth, him saying the age range that he's looking for. Um, I don't recall him specifically saying that. These are the reports um, coming out. But it's just like I don't feel like you have to close it into an age bracket. Just find an actor that you're comfortable with. Um, because you have so much room. You can either go from his early 20s to the age Ben Affleck's Batman was. So it's like you have so much room to work with, you don't have to restrict it to a certain specific age. Um, so I, And that was just weird to me. But sorry, I don't want to move too ahead of myself. Nick, uh, what are your thoughts on the news? Matt Reeves kind of came out and kind of clarified a little bit on where his, again, working title, but where his The Batman is at uh, currently. Well, first of all, I like the 2021 release date. Um, a, it finally gives us, like, a, a, something to look forward to, which, you know, we've said forever, like, when the fuck are you going to announce the Batman? Well, here we go. We got it. And, and 2021 mm-hmm. seems very reasonable. Like, it, it doesn't – put it this way. It's, it's, it's a long time for us to wait. Um, it's over two years, which kind of sucks. Um, but – it, because it's over two years, it seems highly unlikely that it gets pushed, which is nice. You know, it's just nice to feel like they, they've actually announced a date of one of their movies that's not going to have to get rearranged. Um, so that's, that's like, at least some kind of positive. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that. I also like the, you know, I'm right there with Dane and Joel. I really like the fact that it's going to be, according uh, according to the source, it's going to be a, a detective-driven movie because we just, as all of you have said, we haven't really gotten that, and I think that'll be really cool. Um, I think that's kind of been the one big element that no particular Batman movie has, has really gotten right. So if you can deliver on that... That would be super awesome in the Rogues Gallery. Like, yeah, like, like. Here's the thing: it's the same thing with what what the MCU is doing with Spider-Man. That's why we got Vulture in the first movie. That's why we're getting Mysterio in the second movie because the two biggest superhero Rogues Galleries are Batman and Spider-Man. We've got mm-hmm. so many Batman and Spider-Man movies with all of these various villains, but there's still so many villains that we have never seen uh, on the silver screen. You might as well like take advantage of that and really showcase some villains that we haven't seen. Um, and, you know, I really like, um, uh, you know, Dane's uh, ideas as far as who those particular villains could be. Um, Hush would be awesome. Um, but like he said, maybe that's, 
maybe that's better sequel territory. Um, but you know, I mean, there's still a ton of villains that you could utilize and, 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 you know, showcase for the very first time for audiences that I think would be truly amazing. Um, and if you're going to pick like a villain, um, you know, who's like necessarily who, you know, who's been done before, um, like definitely go back, like don't, definitely don't pick Bane, Scarecrow, or Joker. Um, we've seen all of those recently. Um, definitely go back to those 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s Batman uh, villains um, and pick, you know, Penguin Riddler, uh, somebody like that, um, that would kind of fit the narrative of a detective story. Um, and, and you know what's funny? Interestingly enough, the, the most detective-esque Batman that we've ever seen I'm pretty sure it's Val Kilmer. Like, I mean, if I'm if I'm missing somebody, please tell me. But like, he has to solve the Riddler's um, the, the the Riddler's uh, persona, E Nigma, Edward Nigma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, that's that's probably the closest we've gotten to a detective Batman um, in any of the movies, and that's just sad. Like, we we really need to get a uh, world's greatest detective, Batman, and the fact that you know that's the biggest thing I take away from this that that really excites me. Yeah, I mean I, I don't disagree with that at all. Val Kimmer's Batman uh, had to be detective-driven uh, to handle all those riddles. Um, I, I'll say I'll say for this two two quick things. So I pass to you, Joel. One, I really, really, really would love for this first Batman movie to have Slade Wilson. Um, to have it seem like Penguin is the big bad, but maybe Slade Wilson behind the scenes is is what's kind of making everything go. Um, I not only want a detective-driven Batman, I want a more accurate fighting Batman. Um, Someone who not only makes them think, but someone who also can put up a really good fight. Um, Because I just, I kind of feel like all the Batmans I've seen, um, it just, it hasn't really gotten his fighting correct. Um, or except, the people he's fighting it the most really recent. hasn't right except for the most recent. Um, and I kind of <laughs> feel like everyone he's had to possibly fight, they don't. Re- that's not who you have Batman try to break down his martial arts skills against. The original ones with Joker, no. The Penguin, no. Like when he fought Bane, I was just like, that was weird how they did Bane. Um, and the martial arts in that was just it's so weird. I won't say horrible. This is weird to me. Um, we're in martial arts. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um, but I will say this. I will say this to Matt Reeves, um, and I'm not putting this on Matt Reeves. I'm putting this more so on, on Warner Brothers as a whole. With all the controversy we went through, with with everything going on with this movie, this movie has the hit. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm completely fine with it being two years away because that means you have all this time to get it right. So I do not want this movie to come out, and I sit down because I, I could care less what critics say when it comes to a Batman movie. I make my own opinion in Batman movies, um, specifically. Anything else, I'm like, yeah, I, w- I wonder what he said. And was Batman? No, no, no. I formed my own opinion. So I don't <laughs> want to sit down and leave that movie and go, we went through all this controversy, and this movie was just okay. Like, I don't want that. So um, a lot of pressure is, is on this movie. I won't say Reeves specifically. But on this movie, period. So, God bless whoever does get casted, and God bless Matt Reeves. Uh, but Joel, um, 
kind of close this out for this Matt Reeves topic. Uh, your thoughts on everything Matt Reeves kind of came out and just, I guess, clarified rather than uh, confirmed necessarily, just clarified some things. Yeah, well, considering I just told you what he clarified, I think I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I kind of feel the same way as everyone else, as I was saying earlier. Um, I, I'm just excited to finally get it going, and I'm not happy to hear him talk. But, again, he hasn't really told us anything we haven't heard yet, but it's finally from his mouth. Um, but it's still, we've heard the same shit for months. It really is not a big difference. Like, that's why I can't wait for casting to start, because then we'll have a bigger idea of what the story is and all that, instead of guessing or taking, you know, rumors as fact. But as of right now, I would like everything I've heard. I would love a detective-driven story, just like everyone else. Uh, I, I, I would love just to see it just, focus on the mental aspect of it and of course physical is important like to me the guy also got to nail the costume he's coming off of one of the best costumes for batman ever and what happened with bbs and and even justice league those are great fucking suits so you have to live up to the the, the comic i mean like accuracy of what they did with those costumes uh so i can't wait to see what this version looks like will he take uh inspiration from them which i hope he does and, and just please keep the short just, bat ears right Right. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with the short bad ears. I love the Jim Lee like short ears, considered, you know, more so than the old. Even the Just League animated series with his long fucking ears. It's like, it's not even. Yeah. Come on. Be real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a lot of aesthetics. I, I'm a more of an aesthetic guy. Like, visually, you got to hit it. Like, I'm a big proponent of him covering his shoulders with his cape so it looks like a cloak and you can't really see anything. I love yeah. that visual in the cartoons uh, in the comics where you don't see anything except his cape and his head. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I love that look and movies tend to avoid that for some reason because they want to see everything. But why? If it's a mystery, he should be mysterious as well. You shouldn't know what he is if he's, especially if he's still a myth in that city. Like, don't show everything. You just Everything he's like a ghoul. You know what I mean? That's how it should be. He should seem like he's supernatural, even though we know he's only human. They shouldn't know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait to see what villains are chosen. Like, what, like he said, Rogue's Gallery. So, I mean, I'm assuming um, we're going to see more than one. And Penguin has been rumored cool. He's always been a good uh, side character, especially uh, the way they portray uh, Penguin nowadays. He's always, like, especially in the comics, he's been kind of a – the Batman likes to go to him for information, so he'll poke the bear a couple times over there, and that's probably what he'll do here. Um, I, I just want to see what villains are used, so I'm really excited to see that aspect of it. And But, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of reiterating what I said earlier, and I just want to get to the casting part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so what you said about visuals, uh, I think one thing we can all agree Zack Snyder nailed is the uh, is the visuals of Batman? Um, yeah, like you said. One thing, one thing I desperately want to see that I don't, I can't recall if we've really seen this done that well. We had the shot from BVS, but I want to see more shots of Batman coming out of the shadows. Like I, I felt like we didn't get that enough. Like the the whole allure of him no. coming out of shadows, him hiding in in what might be plain sight, but it's like it's dark, so you can't see him. There's more stuff like that. I want to see them kind of focus right. more on that. And I agree right. with you. I want long cape. I want long cape. So let's, yes. let's hope we get all the, the ideas of that. But 
Yeah, long Let's cape for sure. Like that, real quick. Long cape for sure. And um, hiding in the shadows is, is is not hiding in plain sight, Juwan. Just so you know. Well, no, I mean like the idea. Of, the idea of like once he makes himself known, it's like oh, you were like right above my head. So like I could have like if the light was on, I could have seen you right I, there. But like it's dark. I think that's why. I, I do think Snyder did a decent job of that. Like if you think about like the the one of the opening scenes was. You know those those guys rushing in, uh, like yeah. doctors oh. rushing in, yeah, yeah. and him, Even him it up weird. in the corner, and then and then moving right. like very quickly away. Like I think Snyder, like again, like it's, it's, I have a lot of problems with BVS, but like it, like Snyder's visuals are are something that you can almost never right. question. Like, nailed that he, part of it, yeah. Nailed it, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to the. Ben Affleck seemingly confirms he is no longer Batman. Whoa. Meaning, meaning we uh, are now left. Oh wait, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Joanna, um, I thought we were going to go over some of the names that are rumored to play Bruce Wayne in this. Yeah, no, that's where I was getting to. Yeah, I, right. The, the conversation. Yeah. yeah, the conversation isn't we about gotta Ben. We got to say goodbye to say hello. <laughs> right. What I was trying to uh, say was, I don't know okay. why you say goodbye. I say hello. I was trying yeah. to connect. Hello. I was trying to connect it. Hold on. I was saying Ben Affleck seemingly confirms he is no longer Batman, meaning we now have a new focus, which is now searching for our replacement. Um, I do not want to, to harp on ben, ben leaving. Our conversation is now, where are we looking at for casting? Um, apparently, Matt Reeves is looking between the age of 25 and 35, I believe, was was the yeah. age bracket he was looking for. Um mm. Yeah. Excuse me. Joe, I'm going to go to you first for you to kind of give us the list of, of names, um, and then we'll we'll move from there. So he's looking between the age of 25 and 35, and Joel, you got the uh, – I believe you have the names for us. I do. Before we do that, I do want to say goodbye to Ben personally. I want to say he did a great job in the time that he was there. He will be missed, but fuck yes. Thank you. Uh, we we needed this. I needed this closure. I really needed. I just no, because there's still people out there saying like, well, there's still a chance, and he might come back later. And I'm like, look it. If you have the new Batman, you won't need Ben Affleck anymore. That's the whole point of having a new Batman. You don't need. He's gone. It's over. You're gonna have to let go of that. It's, it happens. You know, we're moving on. We're going forward, and it's not with him, unfortunately. He wanted to go, and then he, then he cheated for like two years, and then he said, fuck it, I'm out. So right now, he, even though he wasn't 100% clear in what he said, I'll take that as a fucking, you know, it was fun, but, you know, goodbye. And that, that's how I'm seeing He's going to be in the but next thank one. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, you yeah, know what you're talking about. He didn't officially say it. Yeah. I know, yeah. And uh, he's going to cap off the trilogy at the end. Like, look, by the time we get to a third Batman movie, you won't even be thinking about Ben Affleck. I'm just saying. Anyway, now we can move on to the damn list. Um, here we go. So there has been a, a short list. There's a lot of names have been thrown out there. And look, look, we've heard a lot of different names for months, and a lot of the names I'm going to mention we, we've talked about here already. So this is a lot of these names aren't new, but some of them are. Like I, I got a list. I think there's like 11 guys on this list. Um, I want to give credit to Mario and his fanboy co- uh, podcast where I got the names from. Um, and he's pretty much narrowed down the list from everybody that he's talked to and we've heard on, on Twitter because people talk all the time. So I'm going to break it down. So here's the list of uh, 
actor is apparently being looked at to, to replace Ben as the Batman going forward in Matt Reeves' future Batman movies. Uh, Ansel Elgort is on the list. Dylan O'Brien, Logan Lerman, Jack O'Connell, Richard Madden, Kit Harrington, Nicholas Holt, Noah Centineo, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Army Hammer, and Taron Egerton all on the list for the Batman. Uh, looks like Matt Reeves has a has a has a, has a thing he's looking for specifically. There's a, there's a certain type he likes, and you can see it on a lot of these actors are kind of similar uh, to to that Jack O'Connell because we've seen we've heard that name a lot. Jack O'Connell seems to be the favorite, at least a Matt Reeves favorite. Um, and there's a lot of guys on that list that are similar to him in terms of like uh, acting and t- like physical stature. They're not super tall. They're like around five eight to six foot even. And then you have a guy, Army Hammer, who's, who's probably the outlier, who's uh, uh, 6'3", uh, and he's like 30s, early 30s. So that he fits the range regardless. And um, But I think that'll probably be somewhere in the middle. Like Army Hammer seems to be the guy that, that you meet in the, in the middle. And maybe it'll be none of these guys at the very end of it, but at least we have an idea of what they're looking for, uh, at least Matt's looking for, and see where they come, uh, where the studio and Matt, you know, they come together and go, you know what, this is our guy. And I can't wait to see what that is. Like, my favorite right now, I think, between Richard Madden and Nicholas Holt, those are probably my two favorites on this list. But you guys discuss, who do you want to see as the new Batman? Well, before we get into that, um, I didn't. I don't think I heard you mention Jack Houston, who was mentioned um, uh, a, a while ago. The, is he, is he yeah. not in it anymore? Uh, yeah, him and Jake Gyllenhaal were, were, were in the beginning process right. of this. They were yeah. right now. They don't and seem so to be he, on that list anymore. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, they don't seem to be talked about at the moment. Gotcha. Because I, I, I still love say, Jack, Jake Gyllenhaal, but you know, apparently they moved on. <laughs> Fair enough. I will say, out of all the names you you mentioned, I feel the most comfortable with Army Hammer. Yeah, um, me too. He, he's he's not he wouldn't be my pick because my pick would still be John Hamm. Um, but out of the list that you read to me, it's not that I don't like any of those names. The one that I can kind of like close my eyes and picture with the cowl on is Army Hammer. Um, and that's not a slight to any of the other uh, actors on this list. I think each and every one of those actors I've seen something from, and you know I'm confident with their their acting ability. Um, Army Hammer to me just he, he kind of fits exactly what I I imagine Batman uh, being. But Dane, I'm gonna pass to you. Um, your thoughts on the list of names and who you would like to see replace Ben and the cow? Um, the list of names. Uh, you know, we have heard a lot of the names on this list before in the past. Um, there's a lot of strong stuff evidence and stuff like that of what Mario is able to obtain with this. So going by it, like, you know, like Joel said, there, this could be completely different within a week of just different actors and stuff like that. So we hear this all the time. I just right. feel outside of the Stark boys and army hammer, all these other guys should be on a list to play Nightwing. I, I don't understand how <laughs> I can't picture them as, as Batman, honestly. And I'm not trying to, it's not doubting any, all these actors are excellent actors, but Batman, to me, has a, a certain look to it. I am kind of sad that, uh, like, you kind of were, you know, saying Jack Houston is not apparently on that list, just like Jake Gyllenhaal. I think around Jake Gyllenhaal's age is a good age. He's 37, I believe. Yeah. But 
if they're if they're mm-hmm. going this young, I'm going to have to get used to it. I'm sure the guy will fill out and you know, I, he'll be he'll become Batman. You know, these are all good actors, but all right, let me if if I said, "All right, this is the Nightwing shortlist." And I said it's Ansel Elgort, Dylan O'Brien, Logan Learman, um yeah. Jack O'Connell, <laughs> Uh, Aaron Taylor Taylor Johnson and even Nicholas Holt to an extent uh, Taron Egerton you'd be like yeah I could see him playing Dick Grayson but Batman I don't know I'm still I'm still uh, you know I I have a couple I like Army Hammer I I like Richard Mab those are two of my top choices but I want to see Ben Barnes on this list I want to see Oscar Isaac on this list I want to see Michael Fassbender on this friggin list not so much Taron Egerton even though I love Eggy yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'll say this thing. I, I'll say, because I completely agree with you, uh, with, with the, the point that you made. My biggest thing is you have to imagine Flash is around, is around 25 years old, is around there. You could even say Cyborg is around that age. I don't know how comfortable I feel with my Batman being around the same age as Flash and Cyborg. I kind of want him older. I want his age to be around where yeah know, and even if they don't uh, interact like that that 25 year old doesn't interact with with Ezra, Ezra Miller's flash like maybe they age him up or do something if they ever decide to cross paths still i i completely agree with you i i really just don't want a 25 year old batman i i don't know it's just it's just a, a little bit strange to me i know that he started when he was like i think 23 24 but i don't know yeah. especially that's that reason yeah. he's that he wants to take elements off of year one, but this is not going to be exactly at the right. beginning, kind of right. because Christopher right. Nolan yeah. did that with that's the why I, So yeah, right. like, that's the thing. We've seen that. We've seen that right. in yeah, the beginning. We have thirties. Yeah, yeah, we have I seen mean, that in the beginning. Right. The the biggest problem is it's like all right, you make him twenty five, but it's like, what what are you looking for your Batman to be? Are you looking for an inexperienced Batman, like someone who's just started and he's right. meeting these these roads for the first time, or are you looking for like to me what I would if this is true? Because again, we have not heard Matt Reeves say this. If this is all true, the point I would like to get across to him is if you're trying to establish all of it, that's pretty much to me in some degree an origin. I do not want any more origins of Batman. I right. want a Batman who is established, and established doesn't have to be 40. Established can be 32, it is prime. 33, 34, 35. Right. Like, that could be established. Yeah. Prime, prime you Batman. Making him, you making him 25 means, because in the comics, he only started maybe two or three years before the age of 25. That's inexperience. So I do not want that. I've seen it too many times. I want experienced Batman. So you going that young, it throws me off. And you give well, – Taylor Egerton's name being in there is just like – so you completely ignored Dick Grayson and went straight to Batman. Like you were just like, no, 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 he could only do that. <laughs> it's weird to me because I honestly wouldn't even say Taron Egerton for, for Nightwing. He's always been my Jason Todd. He will forever be my Jason Todd. So it's like I kind of would like to see where Matt Reeves' headspace is in the sense of – what kind of Batman he's looking for. Because if it's inexperienced, we've seen that so many times before. We want experienced, established, and, you know, he's already had issues with his rogue gallery for years. Um, and it's now come to pass to where they're all, whether it's, you know, a breakout or whatever. Um, but you making him so young is just like, why? I would kind of just like to know why is 25 <laughs> the start of the ages you're looking to start at. Because to me, I'd start from 30, uh, maybe from 30 to 45. 
around that. And I agree with you, Dan. It's a travesty. Michael Fassbender's name is not even mentioned. Um, because it's like, I, have you not seen this guy? Like, I I, I don't get that. I but, think he's um, only like a year or two older than Jake Gyllenhaal. That's that's the crazy part. Same thing with Oscar Isaac. They're around the same exact age. Yeah, they're yeah. near forty. That's that's probably yeah, why. That's, yeah, that's that's weird to me. But I, I I apologize, Nick. I don't mean to keep taking time away from you. I apologize. Um, what good. are your thoughts on the names, and who would you like to see fill in in the cow? I mean, I think I got the wrong Edgerton. <laughs> I think I would go with Joel. Edgerton um, oh, over Taylor. No, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, uh, <laughs> not, and, and not that that would be like, not that that would be my pick or anything. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're gonna pick an Edgerton, like uh, that'd be the yeah, one that I would, I would, I would, yeah. you know, lean towards. I, I, I um, yeah, uh, but as far as who who was mentioned, I'm with you, Juwan. I mean, I think Army Army Hammer um, sort of fits the bill the best. Um, I you know I really like the idea of Jack Houston. Um, it, it just it, for numerous reasons. One, I mean, I I feel like the the lack of name recognition um, would mean like you could basically, if you're Warner Brothers, you could be like, all right, like we like you as Batman, you need to sign a seven picture deal, and like what Jack Houston would be like, okay, <laughs> just fucking show me where to sign, dude. Like I'm yeah. Um, right. so, I mean, that, that aspect of it would be great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's still really weird to me as far as how, and, and we're going to learn this as we go, how all of this ties into what we've already seen via Ben Affleck and, and what that means. Are, are, they, are they trying to find someone who could, could conceivably be a younger Ben Affleck or are they trying to, just kind of remake it um, in, in, in whatever image they want to go for. It, it, a lot of shit is up in the air. Um, I, I do think Richard Madden, uh, I'll agree with Dane. I, I do think he's got some possibility. Um, yeah, I like him. I don't know. I just, I struggle though a little bit with the, the Game of Thrones cast. Um, for, for most of the Game of Thrones cast, I really like them in Game of Thrones, and then when I see them in things outside of Game of Thrones, I'm, I'm not nearly as impressed. Um, I, short of Amelia Clark and Solo, I thought she was great in that movie. Um, but, I mean, she yeah, was agree. fucking terrible as Sarah Connors. Like, it's, it's she was about to say Like, it was so bad, dude. Like, it was, it's like, I don't know what went wrong. I mean, that movie was not great to begin with, but, like, uh, that just was not good, um, yeah. and, and 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 you know like I I, I Kit Harrington I definitely wouldn't want I mean he's he's like what is he five seven five six same thing with Jack O'Connell like okay five yeah, eight uh, well that's yeah. his listed height uh, Charles Barkley is also six foot eight like nah Charles Barkley six foot six six I, I yeah, don't he know six six. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but he's six four. Like, but n- nevertheless, um, like, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm not sure about any, like anybody who's listed at five eight. Even like, it's just, I, I mean, I know you can do a lot with, you know. I mean, they make Tom Cruise look taller in every movie he's in. I get that, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, like, it, you really want like an imposing presence as Batman. You want someone who's like at least six feet tall. Um, and this is coming from a dude who's five eight. Like 
I, I can't be Batman. <laughs> like I'm five foot eight. Mom. Like it's not I'm not in the cards nine, for I me. I could be, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep telling yourself that, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, man. Like it's it's just not it's not in the cards. Um, so yeah, I mean, with all of that being said, all of those names mentioned, um, I you know I definitely think that uh, Army Hammer fits the bill the best. Six foot three, um, just an inch off of. Um, of uh, Ben Affleck and like, yeah, I mean, I, I think as far as, you know, portraying like a younger, a slightly younger Batman, if that's the route they take. Um, plus, you know, if they don't want to take that route, I think he could just step right in, not as well as John Hamm, mind you, but like he could step right in and, and kind of be just a suspended belief continuation of, of, you know, the Batman that we've already seen. Um, right. So he, right. he gives you the best of both angles. Granted, we don't know exactly what they're doing yet um, with, with the script and with the story and all of that. So, you know, I mean, we're, we're having to um, just kind of shot in the dark guess at that. Um, but nevertheless, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, Army Hammer's got to be the guy for me. It just, personally out of out of those listed names I, like i said i really like jack houston i think he would have been really nice but um if he if he's not in the running anymore for whatever reason um then yeah out of those names army i will say out of out of this the one thing i love from the list of names is you could picture all of them being batman for a really long time in the sense of they wouldn't turn down doing a ten picture deal or an eight picture deal Probably or a seven not. picture deal. Right. I don't see that from any of them. Um so it's it's you know, it's I don't know. And I will say to your point of, of um that you were saying of the actors of Game of Thrones, Nick, I kinda feel like a lot of well, not a lot, but some actors who come from a really, really, really good show, um, the struggle that they have is <clears throat> they were working on a show that had amazing writers. That's yeah. not something you're going to have, <laughs> you know, going forward in every movie you do. Um, sure. I mean, I think that was the biggest issue people had from uh, Hunnam going from Sons of Anarchy to Pacific Rim. Like, they were like, no, man, I, no, I can't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and that, was, he, that was really bad delivery, too. Like, I mean... Right. I I get like why people like Pacific Rim, but I could never get past Charlie Hunnam's like acting in that movie is so bad. It is so bad, like gargantuanly bad. I understand, but what I'm saying is, if you never saw Sons of Anarchy, you might think Charlie Hunnam's a really bad actor. If you go off Pacific Rim, that's, yeah, that's, the that's point true. I'm so that's right. Well, if you look at for some like for somebody the, like me, besides, I've seen Green Street Hooligans, and like so, I know he's not a really bad actor. Yeah, he's right. a good actor. Well, that's the thing. It's like besides Idris Elba with The Wire, and maybe even Brian Cranston with uh, Breaking or, or yeah, Breaking Bad. What other mm-hmm. actor has translated really well after these big movies? Even James Gandolfini wasn't in a lot of movies. He wasn't, but yeah. the few movies he was in, if you thought the movie was bad, he might have been easily the best. That was part. not even a part of the whole entire badness of any movie I was in. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, 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 well, let me say this also, Dane. You know who also came from The Wire? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan, Jordan yeah. The Wire. 
Yeah, yeah so, he did. Some people Minor are, some and, are and you know up. what? Um, what's his name? Uh, the dude who was supposed to play um, uh, the villain in the in the solo movie. Fuck, I forget his name. Um, he played yeah, Chalky, Michael, I think. Uh, yeah, Michael K. Williams, something like that. Something like that. Something Sterling like... K. Williams, name? No, that's no, a different not actor. Sterling, no. Yeah, that's a different actor. No. But you know what I'm talking about. Like that dude. That dude came out of the wire, and he's he's really good. He's like, a good actor. Yeah, I mean he's yeah, a he's, he's a, a character guy. actor. He's not like a big name or anything, but he's a really yeah, good. Yeah, Michael actor. K. Williams. That's his name. Okay, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I mean I got, the yeah. biggest thing is we learn. What we're learning is a lot of people are more so. Pro- it's it's the equivalent of sports, uh, to where you say some guys are a product of the system. Uh, I think right. some actors are a product of really, really, really good writing. Um, yeah, sure. So it's like you know sometimes it's fun to see how they translate in pictures outside of doing uh, acting in really good formats. Like how are you able to make movies better if the script is bad? Some people just don't have that. Um, so that I just kind of wanted to speak more to to your point, Nick, to where it's like sometimes it's just. They're just so used to really good writing, they don't have to really do much. And then you step out, it's and just, it's really bad writing, and it's like, I need you to carry this movie home. And it's like, I don't really know how to do that. So that sometimes mm-hmm. is, is where you see a lot of these actors go from huge projects. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think we all can agree our, yeah. our picks that we want aren't necessarily on this list. Um, <laughs> so... I think we all have a guy. I got that two at really least, like. but that's like bad odds. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> really bad odds. Well, that like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hope that Army Hammer or Richard Madden gets picked because then all of a sudden it's like we got uh, Logan Learman. I'm gonna be like, God damn it! Oh, what the yeah. fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I that's nothing against Logan Learman. He's a good actor. Cyclops looking motherfucker. No. <laughs> I tell you right. this, Dane. I tell you, they're your almost eyes, Spider-Man and shit. <laughs> Your right, yeah. He was in the running for that, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was. Him and Bill O'Brien at one point. Yeah. Along with Asa Buford. Um, but I will say, yeah. Dane, your uh, pick uh, can't be uh, as far out as deal. my number one pick for Batman. Mm-hmm. My number one pick for Batman will never, ever happen. So I don't think yours is, is that far-fetched. I think if Matt Reeves is, is really good at picking talent, yeah. you pay more attention to names like Ben Barnes. I'll say this. Uh, Michael Fassbender, this, guys like that. This is not look. This is not the first or last time we're gonna have controversial casting coming from a Batman movie. Every Batman yeah. movie, from the beginning of Batman movies, has been controversial. <laughs> from Michael Keaton to fucking uh, Christian Bale was not. Christian Bale was probably like, oh shit, I don't want him to be Batman. But you got uh, uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. That was fun. everyone's freaking out. That was, and Ben yeah. Affleck originally got casted as Batman. Oh he yeah. Went ape shit and their mother. So this guy's gonna have to deal with it. But they'll love you in the end, brother. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long yeah, I mean, as, it, as long as you do do well with what you get. I mean, right, cause yeah. that's the thing. Like, yep. Uh, Same note, the even, thing about Ben Affleck getting cast, uh, we're so sad to see him go. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and Same it's kind of like it's right, and it's kind of like what, what Kanan was saying, you know, last week. It's like the the same people who were, you know, talking shit about um, just the DCU in general were, you know, the same people who were like, fucking, please, James Wan, like you need to resign. Like you you made a good movie in the DCU. Like please come back. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, it's it's nice. it, there's always that that's always going to be a part of it. Damn yeah. right. You're gonna get complaints no matter what. But all right, yeah, let's people are gonna bitch. Some more, 
I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some more DC news. Uh, apparently, we have officially in talks to direct the sequel uh, to Suicide Squad. And it looks like we're getting a release date of August 2021. It still is weird to say. Uh, twenty there's, there's so many fucking movies coming out in 2021 in a very small span of time from DC. It's weird, <laughs> is it not? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What they're doing is they're, they're throwing a lot at the wall, and we're and we'll super to see what sticks. Uh, yeah, yeah and you're super probably right. Also. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so super apparently, <laughs> all right. Let's bring back in, guys. Uh, apparently, James Gunn is looking to go for a completely new cast. Um, not saying I'm not saying that he's recasting. He's looking for all new characters to fill in his Suicide Squad. It Perfect. does not mean that we aren't getting some of the the old faces that we got before. It just means his team will be drastically different. Um, a lot of us are curious. Does that mean Viola Davis is out? Is Amanda Waller? Does that mean she's staying? Um, I kind of feel like with the Suicide Squad movie. Harley, Margot Robbie, Deadshot, Will Smith, and Amanda Waller are like the three ones that if you plan on ever bringing those characters into your Suicide Suicide Squad movies, I kind of feel like you can't recast this. Um, yeah, I feel I like I feel like he just will stay away from Harley Quinn. Um, you know, because it makes sense. If I'm Margot Robbie, I'm already committed to this possible trilogy <laughs> that they have me doing. I don't know if yeah. I want to commit to doing Suicide Squad right now. Um, Deadshot, Will Smith said before he parachuted out of a plane, he wants to do Deadshot. Uh, there was mentioning of a Deadshot movie back when Suicide Squad first came out. Um, mm-hmm. And Amanda Waller, Viola Davis loved, loved playing that role, so I doubt she says no to coming back. So, the idea is, what will be this new cast that James Gunn looks to do? But the news is, he is in talks to directing, because we already know he was writing it. So it's now, mm-hmm. what is he going to do directing it? Uh, Joel, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on the release date um, and the idea of James Gunn possibly being the new director for the, I guess, revamped Suicide Squad? I don't know how you would classify because that's sure. definitely what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, it, they've been calling it The Suicide Squad. I don't know if that's going to be the official name of it, but The Suicide Squad is coming out in um uh, in August of 2021, and hey man, I like James Gunn. I I was uh, very upset when he got fired from the Guardians and Marvel side of things, and um, it sucked to see him go because he did. I thought he did such a great job with the Guardians movies and establishing characters. I gave him zero fucks about and making him characters I actually gave a shit about. So um, now he could do that again, but this time on the DC side with the Suicide Squad. And yes, I would much prefer for him to bring back some of the characters, especially uh, Viola Davis's Amanda Waller, because like, what's the Suicide Squad without Amanda Waller? It's just almost right. they go hand in hand, right? Um, of course, uh, Deadshot would probably be my second the character. I think should be there. Will Smith's Deadshot's always great. Uh, Deadshot's been in a, a lot of the versions of the Suicide Squad, so Weird to not have that shot involved in some capacity. Harley, uh, here or there. I mean, she's gonna be. She's not like we're not gonna see Harley anymore. She's gonna be very busy in her own side of the world. If she wants to come back in some capacity, I mean, she got arrested at some point. Fine, uh, we'll work that in. But I don't necessarily need to see Harley in, in Suicide Squad movie. But this also opens the door to a whole bunch of villains that people never heard of, or they do, 
but they know very little about, and he can make twist it to the point where now it's a, like a team of misfits, uh, like he did with the Guardians, and just put them together and make you make you like care for these bad guys more or less. Um, for some of them, some of them will die. I have no doubt that some of them will die, probably more than than in the last one. So. Who will be cannon fodder? And if they're characters we don't have a lot of big connection to, everyone's you know, you know they're probably gonna get offset at some point. So only person I need that hasn't uh, hasn't been wasn't in the last movie that I definitely want to see given some justice because he's been a, bit, a big part of the Suicide Squad in the Bronze past. Tiger? Is Bronze exactly Bronze Tiger yes. should be in this damn movie. Uh, it, maybe the leader of the damn Suicide Squad in some capacity, and that that's probably the only thing I. I I need for this movie to be for me to be 100 percent happy with it. But I think Bronze Tiger needs to be in it. Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, we didn't get it in David Ayer, so where we felt like, man, any one of these guys could die. Besides the one that right. he put in, that was super obvious that they were going to die. The guy whose technique yeah. was was tying string or or, or Slipknot, whatever his name yeah. was, Slipknot, it was like that guy yeah. was obviously going to die. So it was like that was obvious. Then everyone else, because of the the big names, it was kind of like you're not really gonna kill anybody else. Like this isn't the Suicide Squad. Um, so I kind of want that feel from it. Now I, I think I don't know if you guys ever seen the animated movie Suicide Squad. It was the the second one, not the one with Batman. Um, Hell to Pay or something like that. Um, yeah, something like that. I love that because the first Suicide Squad uh, team that they had at the beginning of the movie. I think everyone dropped, but Deadshot. Um, and then they created a, a new team. Um, but it was fun because it was like anyone could go. But the danger of doing a Suicide Squad is the Suicide Squad is taken from characters all over the DC universe. So some mm-hmm. of them are out of the Flash's robes. Some of them are out of Batman's robes. So it's like if you're taking these characters and you want to drop Jaws, it's like, all right, well, you can't take Captain Boomerang and kill him because what if whoever directs the Flash wanted to do his rope. So it's like, it's, it's sure. really, it's really a tight rope you walk um, doing this before a lot of these characters have had any of their solo movies. Um, so it's just, it's really unique and it's, it's really going to be strange to see how they tie everything together. I thought air tying Captain Boomerang to flash was a really smart thing to do because it was That's like, cool. a lot of people were like, well, how are you introducing Captain Boomerang? And we haven't had a flash solo yet. So then he was like, all right, right I'll add in the scene to where obviously Captain Boomerang existed in the Flash's world before coming in here. So it's right. like you got to kind of do things like that to kind of tie everything together. But it's a slippery slope because these characters existing before solo movies happen, it's, it's muddy water. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does it um, and what characters he chooses because I'm game for anyone, but the stakes have to be high. Um, so that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to um, with his Suicide Squad movie. But, excuse me, Dane, um, your thoughts on James Gunn being in talks to possibly direct and his release date of August 2021? You know, the future is uh, ahead of us with the DC movies, but, you know, we'll get there, I think. Um, I'm happy about James Gunn uh, on this franchise. I think this is it. honestly probably one of the better franchises. This and uh, Dark Universe, a.k.a. Justice League Dark, would have been good both for him. But Suicide Squad, the ragtag you know, group of guys, uh, the, the different elements of what you can do within it based on the characters you have, 
I I like that whole entire thing. I just hope that James, you know, and Warner Brothers realizes some of the things that were good about the first Suicide Squad. And uh, the two people I care about the most is Viola Davis and Will Smith. We're going to see plenty of Harley Quinn, like you guys already said. I don't even know if she needs to be in this. And honestly, you know, for a lot of uh, comic book fans that might not know, you know, our more recent fans, Holly Quinn wasn't a part of the Suicide Squad up until, like, the recent, like, last 10 years, probably, yep. when she joined. Yeah, that's about, yeah. She was a newer member, so they don't exactly need her. Deadshot has pretty much been in every incarnation of it. Will Smith is a huge name and a huge box office. Viola Davis, you know, she's perfect for her role as Amanda Waller. That's also another essential character that's usually always within the group. But other than that, I mean, I really enjoyed Jack Courtney's um, uh, Captain Boomerang, but if they ever yeah. wanted to use him for the Flash movie coming out in about 20 fucking years, they can just put him in that, you know, and he could just play a part of the uh, rogues gallery. But there's a lot of characters, like you said, like outside of Bronze Tiger, which is obvious, you know, just like Harley Quinn, Bane has been a huge character. So if you want to establish him for a future Batman movie, you could. Most of the rogues gallery from the Flash, basically every villain on Arrow and Flash, between Captain Cold, uh, yeah. Yeah, Captain, um, what the heck is it called? Vertigo, uh, you know, Dr. Yeah, Light, Count, Killer Count Vertigo. Yeah. Yeah, Count Vertigo, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, you know, all of them could be on this team. Mirror Master, even. So, uh, Poison Ivy. Um, so, there's Killer a lot Frost. of ways about it. And I love James Gunn's, uh, his style, uh, especially how he handled the Guardians. I think we'll get a similar mm-hmm. style, but he'll be able to go a little more over the top, which is what... It, he was kind of used to doing in trauma when he was making those movies like, uh, you know, helping out with the toxic Avenger and stuff like that. We'll be able to see a little bit more craziness. Uh, well, based on the rating, I guess, but I like the suicide squad. I like rebranding, but don't lose those two elements for me. Viola Davis and Will Smith should be essential with what you're going to be doing going forward. Yeah. My, my biggest, my, let me not say my only issue to, to what you, what you were just saying, Dana is, if you introduce these characters that um, that are a part of, well, that are big parts. Let me say big parts, not just a part, but are big parts of either the Flash's world or Batman's world. I think it sets you up poorly in two situations, in one of two situations. One, we know you're not going to kill them because those characters still need to exist for right. future possible movies. Or two, mm-hmm. if you do kill them, you'll be upset because you didn't. I mean, no, no, I'm sorry. The other point I was going to make, I'm sorry, is I kind of want to see this team outside of Deadshot change. I want to see it alternate. Um, that does not mean they have to die. It just means Amanda Waller doesn't right. use them for that specific mission. Um, right. So I, I do like the yeah. idea of Deadshot being the constant, but everything else changing. So it's like right. it depends on the casting. Because if you cast a big name, you're not casting a huge name for one movie that huge name is going to be a part of however long the Suicide Squad lasts. So that's why it's kind of like, outside of Waller with Viola and Will, I kind of don't want them to be super huge names because I want that cast to change. That's the point of the Suicide Squad. Um, You either die or she doesn't have use for you. So I want it to be ever-changing. You can have one or two people in it that are are constant uh, alongside a dead shot, but I kind of want the Suicide Squad to be a revolving door to where anyone could pop up. Um, so that's why I was saying it's, it's a tight rope because you don't have majority of your justice league established. So if you did, a lot well, of it, it wouldn't, wouldn't matter. 
Well, it just depends on what they want to use for villains within Flash and stuff like that. But you seem like you answered your own issue with it because if they're rotating, you can have them in one movie and out another. And for killing people, if you lose someone like Count Vertigo or Copperhead or someone to that extent, Dr. Light, I don't think anyone's going to really worry about it if you don't use them in a right. Not at all. Right. Exactly, yeah. But what I was saying is Suicide Squad coming out before you had a lot more of your solos, if, like, let's say if Batman was already established, we could say, all right, well, it doesn't look like they're going in the direction of A, B, C, or D. But the fact that the Flash doesn't even have a director, it's like, all right, you're bringing I, in Captain sure. Cold, and it's like, you know, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, I honestly don't think the direction with Hermada is they care about the continuity between films, especially That's if it would be true. characters. <laughs> so, I don't think that they're going to, if they decide to use, like, Mirror Master in both things, you're just establishing that character ahead of him being, you know, possibly in a flash. But to me, I think that, you know, the problem with it is most of Suicide Squad's members are like the Flash Road Gallery and a lot of those other guys. So they're going to – I don't know where they would pick from. You know, Bronze Tiger is an Arrow villain. Yeah, I just – I want them to get creative. Uh, Like, don't limit it to Flash and Batman's road. Open it up. It could be anybody. Uh, Suicide Squad doesn't restrict you to certain characters. It could be absolutely anybody. So I want no. James Gunn to go into the no. DC toy chest and just find whatever but you like. They should also sorry. be not all of not all of them, but at least some of them should definitely be names we know, so that you're like, oh shit, I remember him from here. Like if they use Bane, we don't I necessarily need to see this Bane interact with the current Batman. We've seen Bane with Batman before. Like and then not, not that I want to yeah. see Bane, not, not that I want to see Bane die either, but I'm just saying in general or Poison Ivy, like Poison Ivy tricky because I think they want to use Poison Ivy in the future with the Birds of Prey and sure. all that extra shit. But right. but yeah. that that'd be a character that could definitely cross in both worlds in some capacity, just like what Harley did. But I'm just saying there are villains we can use that you know they're probably never going to get to. Like well, Flash has a lot of ridiculous fucking villains. We can use some of them. We don't need all of them. They're not going to get to all of them. Trust me. Like, if you don't touch Reverse Flash and Gorilla Grodd and, like, some of the rogues, not all the King rogues. Shark. You can touch. Right. There's a, there's a couple of villains you could touch, and, you know, and, and no one's going to complain about. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on James Gunn <clears throat> looking to direct uh, Suicide Squad or the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad um, yep. and the release date of August 2021? Well, I mean, it, it really goes like this. I mean, I mostly agree with what um, Joel was saying. Like the the, the main character to me um, that that I feel like you have to bring back is Amanda Waller. You can rotate any number of rogues in the Sue actual Suicide Squad, which is what I hope James Gunn was saying is that like the actual Suicide Squad will be all different, but I really hope yeah. they bring back Amanda Waller um, because. I mean, dude, like, she runs the Suicide Squad. Like, I, I I don't know of any other character in the comics that has ever run the Suicide Squad. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know the comics um, backwards and forwards, so I could be wrong. But, I mean, she is the quintessential um, uh, character that I think you need to keep. But as far as the actual squad itself, yeah, you can replace everybody there even Deadshot I mean granted with like if you're gonna ask me do I want a comic book movie with Will Smith or without Will Smith yeah give me the comic book movie with Will Smith like sure um but I don't even necessarily think Deadshot's like um 
essential. Like, I mean, I think you could totally justify, um, especially if you're going to do a dead shot movie, which as you know, uh, it's one of y'all said, um, has been long rumored. Like you could totally get by with, um, Amanda Waller having a whole new team, um, instead of Rick flag, who I would assume is off smooching with June moon, you know, that, you know, wherever, um, you know, bringing King Faraday. Yeah, Faraday. Yeah. yeah, bringing King Faraday as your as your um your, your Rick Flag replacement, and then like like uh, Joel said, like Bronze Tiger, like that's a cool character you could bring in. I I do think like I I don't know why you wouldn't keep Captain Boomerang. Um, just like I feel like right. that could be like that could be the one character in the squad who stays the same, even if you can't keep Will. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't keep him, it's not the end of the world. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just a slew of other characters that you can throw in there that, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, y'all mentioned a a slew of them, whether it be Count Vertigo or, you know, Nightshade or, uh, Multiplex. Uh, I mean, there's just, there's a ton of thinker, plastique, like, I mean, there's, there's plenty of characters that you can... Yeah, I mean, you would just like you can throw in there and you can kill them off and it's not going to piss anybody off. And right. so, like in that sense, like yeah, like give James Gunn sort of carte blanche to be able to pick and choose which characters he wants to use. Um, I don't want any recasting, um, but you know, it, it, I feel like keep Amanda Waller, like like negotiate that with James Gunn say, all right, we want to keep Viola Davis. We've got her signed on for X amount of movies. Um, so we want to keep her, so like utilize her as like your, your, your person at the top. And then everybody in the squad, you get to do whatever the fuck you want with. You get to pick whatever characters you want to include. You get to write whatever story you want to write. You, all of that, it, you get free reign. And I don't see how James Gunn with all of those, like, possibilities and resources doesn't come up with something that is fucking awesome. So like I'm really excited. Like I, I think this is gonna be this is probably the the DC movie that I'm most excited for, honestly. Like I, I really James Gunn making a Suicide Squad movie with free range carte blanche to do whatever the fuck comes to his twisted ass head. Like yeah, like sign me up for that. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm with you. I have no I'm really excited about the idea of, you know, if they really let him loose and choose whatever he wants, he's going to come out with something special. Like I said, I don't think a lot of people were expecting Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, a group of characters that didn't have that many comic issues or, you know, any cartoons or anything to be such a hit. And he gave it so much. He gave so much of himself to that movie. Um, So I think we're all expecting the same thing for for Suicide Squad. Whether he writes it or directs it, it's going to feel special. So. Like I said, Viola Davis is my only definitive has to be. Um, outside of that, go ahead, man. Have fun. Um, but all right, before we move on, I'm going to pass it to Dane for a word from our sponsors. Oh, well, actually, today we got a wonderful guest. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart will be taking over to tell you guys more from our sponsor. Take it away, Patrick. Thank you so much. I'm about to talk about penis pills. <laughs> Anyways. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up. 
BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as any pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. <laughs> I remember my days on, on The Next Generation with the wonderful cast I had there. I wish I had some Blue Chew. It's wonderful stuff. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code GBN. You just pay $5. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code GBN, as in Geek Vibes Nation, to try it free. Blue Chew is a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Back to you, Juwan. Juwan? Juwan? Sorry. Completely sorry. Missed that cue. All right. Uh, (laughs) Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, Appreciate that, and thank you very much to Blue Chew, proud sponsor of Geek Vibes Live. All right. We have a few more topics. We can kind of relatively quickly go over. Um, I want to kind of go quickly on these. We got our first look at John Cryer as Lex Luthor on Supergirl. Huge shout out to John. He actually did a written um, interview with us. He was amazing. Thank you so much for that. Um, kind of gives us an idea on what to, what to look forward to from his performance from Lex Luthor. The biggest thing I can tell you guys from that interview is that he does confirm, as of now, he has no interaction with Superman. So just for anyone who is immediately trying to pit him with Superman, not yet. So that is the one thing I could tell you out of that interview, but there was so much more. He talked about two and a half men, his past with Superman, if some of you guys know where I'm coming at with that, so make sure you check it out. But really quickly, Dane, what are your thoughts on our first look at John Cryer as Lex Luthor? I mean, uh, you know, John does have some some relationship with Superman, obviously being I think it was Lenny Luther in the fourth terrible movie, but the you have Lex Luther. He was part of the Brad Paxton, a bunch of days movies and Two and a Half Men. If you told me a couple years ago, well, actually no, because I was really worried about it anyways. But basically, what I'm trying to say is he looked more menacing like Lex Luther than Jesse Eisenberg did. So there's a shot against Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luther. Suck it! And uh, yeah, I think he actually looks pretty cool. I like it. Absolutely. Joe, what are your thoughts? I like it. He's a little more grizzled than I was expecting. <laughs> he got a beard and shit, but uh, yeah, he looks great, honestly. I can't wait to see how he acts as Lex Luthor. A new live-action interpretation of Lex Luthor. Always looking forward to that, and he looks good. Absolutely. Nick, I know you're not a fan of the CW, but did you get a chance to actually just see how he looked yeah. in the photo? I did, and yeah, dude, looks uh, kind of menacing, and you know what? Like, I'm always a big proponent of actors being able to expand their roles um, and to kind of broaden their um, uh, their ad- 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 ability to act, 
And so for that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. And, and, you know, I said this when it was announced, like he's a big fan. So like for that reason alone, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and, and suggest that maybe he knocks this out of the park. I'm very optimistic. Absolutely. I'm not that huge on his sister, uh, Lena Luther in the show. So to have Lex finally come into the fold uh, will be a, an addition, an added addition to that uh, that cast of Supergirl. So I haven't watched it all season, but when John comes, I will be there. Uh, I will be there watching. So here's to that. Uh, let's move on. We got our first look at Connor Leslie in her Wonder Girl costume from the show Titans. Uh, I'm assuming uh, that was one of the other things that was cut from season one that they're putting into season two. Um, Joel, what are your thoughts on Connor Leslie and her Wonder Girl costume? I was surprised. I, I mean, I wanted to see what she looked like in her costume all season, and we got a like a fuzzy video uh, picture of it. You know, like looks like from like her hairdresser or whatever the fuck. And you know what? It's not bad. I mean, if you, I don't know, many people remember her old costume with the the V neck type of uh, cleavage showing red. Star Spangled uh, suit that she used to wear in the Titans uh, comics, but that looks a lot like that. You know, with less cleavage showing, it's more um, just like a, can you kind of see a W imprint? But aside from that, it looks a lot like this that that version of the Wonder Girl suit, um, and and she looks really good in it. Yeah, I was just looking for them to go for something as simple as the one from Young Justice, but this works. This is fine. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Dane. What are your thoughts on Connor Leslie's? first look at her uh, in the Wonder Girl costume. I like it. Love it. I like the homage to the old costume. I like that it's still something new. And um, she's great. I really enjoyed her in that episode where, uh, you know, Robin came in, or, or should I say Nightwinger. Uh, Dick came and hung out with her for a whole entire day. She was one of my uh, favorites. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of her character. Absolutely. And again, huge shout, shout out to Connor Leslie. We interviewed her. She was an amazing guest. She did say to reach out to her after um, the show had finished so we can kind of talk about spoilers and everything. So that's something I'm looking forward to, of us catching her before she starts filming season two. Uh, So that'll be something for you guys to look out for. Um, All right. So this one is for me, Dane, and Joelle. But the CW has officially renewed all of their DC TV shows. Unfortunately, that does mean Legends of Tomorrow also, but all of them have been renewed. Um, Dane, what are your thoughts on all the shows being renewed? Look, I haven't watched the shows uh, themselves and kept up in a while besides the crossover, but Supergirl can bite our Legends uh, ass is all I got to say. Legends is way better. So, um, But, yeah, that's good. The, the president also said that he wants to keep these things going on forever, so – it looks like there is crossover potential with the uh, streaming universe. That's what I am keep on thinking of. Think ahead. We're getting crisis next year. Let's get more of a huge established universe with all these awesome characters. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because when he said that, it's kind of like, like you laugh when you hear, like, you know, producers of, of shows or, or companies say that because you're kind of like, you can't go forever. And then I realized Supernatural is on, like, it's 157 seasons. So it's like maybe these shows will go on forever. <laughs> that knows? got renewed too, um, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, what are your thoughts on, on all these shows being renewed? Oh, uh, Joel? I, yeah. Oh, okay. I, 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 uh, I, this is my shit. <laughs> like, I live for this shit, man. <laughs> uh, I, I love the CW shows. 
Um, I will be there until the end uh, when they decide to, to hang it up or they get taken out and bought out and moved everything to DC Universe. But uh, until they do that, I, CW's got my, oh, <laughs> my my network money or whatever, I guess, whatever I pay to watch that <laughs> shit. But, um, but I, I'm on it. And I watch all these shit and I, I can't wait for Batwoman and you know, these are my soap operas. You know, everyone will get like, all those old ladies in the like, afternoon watch. Like, Jawan actually watches, like, the girly soap operas. I watch superhero shows. That's what I do. I mean, they're, they're not just for women, but whatever. Screw you. They're for women. Anyway. <laughs> they're for women. Um, <laughs> all right, so all the CW shows are back. This is mainly interesting to me purely off of does Oliver Queen last? Um after this crossover, and does he last after this season? Uh, that That is the biggest question that I have going forward. But congrats, Dane. I agree. Supergirl, I mean, Legends of Tomorrow is better than Supergirl, but I also watch neither of them. So the bar is low on both of them for me. But I agree. Legends of, Legends of Tomorrow is Supergirl. Uh, but right, let's move on. Uh, apparently, Zack Snyder, the guy who will not shut up about something he's no longer a part of, uh, returns to direct action zombie movie Army of the Dead for Netflix. Um, sure, yeah. Uh, Dane, what are your thoughts on Zach uh, coming back to the world of directing? I think my favorite zombie movie, or at least one of them, has to be Dawn of the Dead, the remake that he did where everyone's trapped inside the mall. That was the first movie I saw from Zack Snyder. So if he's going back to his roots if you will, in this type of format, um, I am completely down for seeing Zack Snyder tackle another thing like that. I I think that original stuff, not too original, Zack, like uh, that one fucking movie with the uh, sane asylum and That's the uh, girls and the dancing. Holy shit. Don't write it yourself. But it doesn't have to be something that's already established. Let someone do something for you and put, give your pretty damn good vision uh, behind. But if he's writing it, then I'm not so excited. How about that? You know, it's funny you say that, Dane, because I think I'm one of the only people who really did enjoy Sucker Punch. Um, but to, to each I can see that, man. Um, <laughs> but, all right, Nick, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Zach returning to the world of directing? Screw you guys. I don't. Way. All of it. I don't. I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, I really don't. Um, it, it, you know, it. I'll probably watch it, but I don't. I don't care. I I, I am interested in in the Watchmen thing with HBO, but this, yeah, whatever. It's another zombie thing. Like we've seen way too many fucking zombie things. I'll need another one. Fair enough, but the upside of this means he's too busy to do superhero movies. That's a good sign. Or talk about them. That's also a good. Yeah, sign. Uh, let's hope he's <laughs> let's hope he's busy enough to not try to write it himself, like Dan said. Fair enough. Uh, Joel, your thoughts on Zack Snyder returning to the world of directing? Uh, him returning to the world of directing, great for him, great for his family, uh, and I think this is this is perfect avenue for him to explore an action zombie movie. Uh, we can't get enough of those apparently, so I'm down. Let's see what he can do. I liked him before; he could do it again now on Netflix. I don't have to leave the house. Perfect. Absolutely. Let's just be glad that we finally got out of those vampire uh, vampire movies that we thought were going to last forever. Yeah, so, that's zombies true. I'm fine with. Uh, yeah. Zombies usually don't have have a really disturbing love angle. So zombies. Yeah, well, I'm more I'm more interested in the World War Z sequel than this fucking thing. I'm just saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But if you have Netflix and you have nothing else to watch. 
this you don't have to pay money specifically for to see. So, I mean, it's one of those throwaway things to watch. Um, Thank you, guys. We had an amazing show. I wanted to have time to plug you guys. I also want to say, everyone, we we did a Velvet Buzzsaw uh, review, me and Tia. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Stay tuned for the actual um, review show. And Tia did an article. Uh, Dane and Nick, I wanted to pass to you guys again to plug your upcoming shows. So, Nick, I'll go to you first. All right. Well, yeah, FTP, uh, Full Core Press, will be back on Tuesday. We'll be talking all of the trade deadline shit that's coming up. And we will also be talking the all-star um, uh, rosters that have been announced. So that'll be a lot of fun. So be sure to join us for that Tuesday at 7 o'clock. All right, Dane. Yep, uh, w, uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance on Wednesdays at 7. Guys, definitely check out the show. we got a lot to talk about with WWE, but also what I saw, like I said, this last Friday with basically Pentagon and Phoenix joining AEW. So big news, guys. Definitely check it out. Till next time, guys. Same time, same place. Peace. Peace. Let the geek thoughts be with you.